1: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply Bank of America and a member FDIC this episode is brought to you by Snapple want to know another Snapple fact the first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster ridiculous check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you this Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just welcome everyone. We have a very special guest here today. The one and only, I don't know how we're going to ask you how you'd like to refer to yourself. I say matchmaker relationship expert, Miss Rory Sassoon. How are you?
0: Good. How are you?
1: I am good. Do you refer to yourself what as a matchmaker? Like tell me how you refer to yourself. I
0: kind of like don't love that word because it reminds me like an, of an old lady and I think that you're seeing me right now and I definitely don't feel like that.
1: So You don't I- you don't look like an old lady, no.
0: So I love the word love agent. I think love agent is like sexy. You know, everyone in Hollywood wants an agent, you know, for their movies, for their roles. Like, why wouldn't you want someone as for an agent to help you find love, which is the most important part of your life?
1: That's this is true. And, you know, people with a ton of money would trade it all. Mostly, I think, for love. Maybe not. Maybe not, not all.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, okay. I'm taking that statement back as quick as I said it. Not everyone and not all your money. But, you know, you know it's what, a hundred. I,
0: I want to tell you that, that it's so funny because I think that with everything that we're going through today, I think that most people who maybe were a little more on the shallow side have realized, you know what? The best things in life are free. And, you know what? Love should not come at a price. Okay, love is love. And it is the best feeling that you can feel. It helps us get through a time like this, especially if you're with the right partner.
1: That's true. Uh, we're going to get into all of that because I am quarantining alone. So we're going to talk about all of this. We, ha- we have a lot to get to today. Um, I agree. So I mean, I like love agent. I honestly like that. I like that. So all right. So tell me a little bit about yourself. You live you live in the city, right?
0: I do. I live in the city. Um, where do you live? For, I live on the Upper East Side. I was going to guess know, that. I know, cliche.
1: No, I but... mean, it's. I didn't say it for any particular reason. I just assume we're going to get into like the New York housewives. I just I just made your backstory Upper East Side, so I was right. So
0: yeah, I definitely live in the Ramona Dorinda, this ex-Sonia, like where she used to live, you know, in that whole, you know, Upper East Side, like in the 70s. I
1: like it. I go to the Regency all the time in Cafe Carlisle, so believe it or not, ah. even though I'm in your backyard.
0: You are. I love Cafe Carlisle. That is like, it? oh my God. that's that, that, I mean, that is like old New York, and I miss that place so much.
1: And talk about a great place for a date, being the love agent that you are.
0: Oh, yeah. I've seen plenty of my clients on dates there. I felt like I was a kitsch, like I was spying on them.
1: That's like a good place. So are you from this area originally? or I
0: am a native New Yorker, born and bred in Brooklyn, New York.
1: You sound like you're from this area originally.
0: I cannot tell a lie. You're going to hear it from my voice.
1: But that's, listen, I I think that's a compliment. I, I, I love a New York, New Jersey accent, believe it or not.
0: Well, I, I kind like of crossed it. the Garden State. You know, I lived in New Jersey as well for about 13 years.
1: Wow. And growing up, like, what did you want to be? You know, did you say at a young age, I want to be a love agent? Like, how did, like, did you, what did you want to be when you grew up? And how did you kind of fall into all of this?
0: So that is such a loaded question. And I will give you the answer. Um, I was always like, I think that I really, always, honestly, I was always boy crazy. Like, I always loved boys. Boys were like my best friends. You know, I just kind of like, I don't know, I just connected with them. And I have a lot of good girlfriends, but. I don't know. With with boys, it was just so not complicated, and I always was involved. My friends would always come to me for advice about their love lives, and and, and it was funny because like, why couldn't I get it right the first time around? You know, I ended up getting divorced the first time around. Second time around, we'll get into that. That's like that's hitting a twenty year marriage. So that's, that's good. Really cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but I was always involved in the fashion business. Like, I loved you know, clothing, and I loved really high-end clothing. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to be a designer. I kind of went to, I went to FIT, I dabbled in that. Um, When I got divorced from my first husband, which I was like married a total of three years, he was my high school sweetheart. We were together for 10. Uh, We had a, well, we have a, a son now who's 23 from marriage. And uh, thank God it was really an amicable divorce. You know, we we grew up together. You know, he we had so much fun together. It just we weren't a relationship that would go the distance for ever. We had an extra It's hard
1: when you marry the high school sweetheart. Totally. And because um, let's face it, we have no fucking clue of what we're doing with our lives at you know eighteen years you, old. It's,
0: it's you and your luck. I mean, it really is. You know, um, and it's funny because my parents told me he's really a nice guy. Your ex husband, he's just not for you. And I was like. My parents are like really being snobby about this because maybe they felt like financially he wasn't, you know, on on a similar level, let's say. Right. And they felt like you'd be working your whole life and I was like, uh, you know, especially in back in those days I'm like, well, you know, a Rolex can't love you back and a Mercedes can't love you back. Like who cares? But they were smarter and more experienced to say that, you know, my ex-husband is a wonderful person, but he really didn't get you know, the kind of life that I had, because I grew up in a very wealthy family. So I just didn't think those things were important. I didn't, I didn't think it was important that you're going to have to work. that I'm going to have to worry that this guy is going to have to put food on my table. You know, it was just things that I was very really young, really naive and didn't realize. But when, we, when the divorce happened, we were amicable. Like I said, um, I ended up, believe it or not, meeting my second husband. Through my gynecologist. I know that sounds weird. Huh. But it's <laughs> Wow. But but it's true. And it was really funny because I went in one day, David, for a checkup, just making sure everything's going okay. And I was about twenty five years old and my gynecologist was like, you know, like that Jewish like Yenta type, like wanted to know when I was gonna get pregnant with baby number two.
1: Yeah. So, no doubt.
0: No insurance doctor, was wondering when he was getting his next 10 grand, you know, wanted to know the story. And I said to him, actually, uh, I'm actually here because I don't know if I want to put this birth control in my body. I'm going through a divorce. And after the whole conversation and, and everything was well and everything was healthy and okay, he was like, you know, I know this sounds might sound really weird right now, but whenever you're ready, I think I have a great, great guy for you. I thought he was like, I thought he was crazy. I was like, is he actually kidding me right now? Like, this is what he's thinking about or talking about. Either he wants a porn off this poor loser that maybe it's his friend of his that I the guy can't get arrested. He's like, who knows what the deal is with this? Right. And I was like, you know, thank you so much. But like, I'm really not ready for that right now. And you know, what I, and, and and honestly, like he, he is a good guy. He's a very handsome doctor. I was like, you am know, just grateful that he thought of me honestly and i let it go and about three months later i get a phone call and it's my doctor and i'm like wondering if like oh my god like do we have an irregular pap smear like what the hell is wrong with me why is he calling my house at nine o'clock yeah thursday night like that's
1: seriously weird.
0: and he explains to me he goes look I-, I don't know if you're finished with your divorce but i really think this guy my friend would be a great match for you i'm like well the guy he doesn't give up okay I- And I asked a whole bunch of questions. Obviously, my big thing, because I was really shallow back in those days. And, you know, my ex-husband was gorgeous, like Andy Garcia gorgeous. And, you know, I was like, well, like, you know, how young is this guy? How old is this guy? And he goes, well, you know, he's like in his 40s. I'm like, well, is he 40 or is he 49?
1: And And you you are what, like in your 20s?
0: Hello, I was 25.
1: Oh, wow
0: right and i mean like a good good for me i definitely was attracted to older men so that part didn't freak me out honestly um and what happened was uh he just said be home you know wednesday night nine o'clock he's like he's gonna give you a call i'm like okay he's like all you need to know he's jewish (laughs) he lives in Great neck he's a businessman and he has three kids from his first marriage and you have one i'm like uh, oh, okay. Like I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be like, hey, what does he look like? I don't want to, yeah.
1: like,
0: you know, like ungrateful, you know? So, um, I, we, we, I was home Wednesday, night at nine o'clock. You know, we actually had an, a phenomenal conversation on the phone. It went really well. We spoke to each other for two hours. It went by like two minutes, which is always a good sign. And, um, made a date, went out, ended up getting engaged, dated for a year, Blended our families, and lo and behold, talking about the matchmaking part of it all, I was home for twelve years, and my husband turned to me one day and says, Honey, I think you need you're too dynamic, you're too smart, I think you need to be a businesswoman, you need to get out there, which means aka you're spending too much money. You
1: know? It's like go and get a job.
0: <laughs> go and get a job, create a job, do something. But he always said to me, because, you know, I know when you do something, you were going to be the person to do it all the way. We're not going to do something half-assed. So I was about 37, 38 at the time. I'm now 47. And um, I had Googled like executive life coach. You know, I uh, just wanted to find out like, like, where am I going? Who's going yeah. to help me with this? You know, so I ended up meeting. This executive life coach, Dr. Gluck, who actually is my business partner today. And after him and I met and we, we worked on a couple of different like personal issues that I had going on, um, anxieties like with driving on highways, which was like, I don't want to bore you with that. But he worked and he helped me because he... he um, well, I
1: don't drive at all. So I, yeah,
0: Yeah, so you can, I
1: understand.
0: Right. So, you know, he ended up through hypnosis because he does, you know... Um, medical hypnosis. He was able to get me back on the highway after 19 years of being, of being fearful, you know, cause I had a really bad experience. So then I spoke to him and I was like, oh, talk to me like executive life coach. Like, what is that? And he was like, well, he's like people who really can identify, want to identify actually what they want to do for the rest of their lives. I could help them or people who are in their careers who are good. They want to be better so they can be the best. I help them. Fantastic. We got to know each other. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? He helped identify my skill set, my strengths, and that's why it comes back to advice and people and love. And that was something I naturally had in me, and I was always super passionate about love and people and 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 relationships. Like I really get into that. Why is this happening? Why is that not happening? Who's a good fit? Who's not? There was a lot of stuff. That, you know, I, he mentored me because he also is a personality profiler. So David, what is, that's our secret sauce in our business in Platinum Pla, the fact that we have the ability to put people together based on the inside before the outside. You know, it, the outside is great. It's gonna. It, it might last for a week, it might last for a month, but you really need to have the same value system. So Platinum Pla was true. born and bred. I mean, that's how we ended up where we are today. And I really did kind of focus in on, you know, the single successful male and female that really wanted to have a successful relationship. It's not about a hookup. And that's why the prices are expensive because you got to be in it to win it. And you need skin in the game.
1: And we should mention that's the name of your company, which we haven't said, Patinum, Platinum Platinum
0: Poire. Correct.
1: Okay. Just want to, you know, for everyone listening, just want to give your actual mention, the company name. So you just decided to do this and then just went about starting a business. And then how did you find, you know, your clients when you were beginning? Like you lived on the Upper East Side. Like, did you start there? How did this, you know, lots of people decide to start a business. How did that all take off?
0: And that, by the way, till today was the hardest part of this business. First of all, I actually had a home or still have a home, I should say, in Kings Point in Long Island. And we had moved to the city about, I was in my business for three years. I put the word out there. You know, I'm a very good networker. I know how to do that really well. And between myself, between friends and family, you know, that's where it starts. You start with your own backyard. And it just took on a life of its own because I really wanted to have like when people say to me, who's your competition? I'm like, honestly, like I don't have any competition. There are other matchmakers out there, but no one is doing it the way that we are doing it. We are a male female team. And we have someone who's a doctor who's been doing what he's doing. Who's created over 25 marriages before Rory ever came along. Now we're up to 47, which is fantastic separately from what he did. And I don't know, I I don't really, not not that I want to sound arrogant at all, but I feel like men love the opinion of a woman and women love the opinion of a man because we also coach all these clients. You know, every date that we make is really based on, obviously, the scientific way of matching people. There's no algorithm. You know, there's a reason. If you're my client, David, you're going to understand I set you up with this person because on paper, this makes sense to you. You know, I, I'm if all the things that you're looking for, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be able to deliver that to you. The chemistry, well, that I'm not going to know until you tell me.
1: And do you screen? So you meet, is that how it works? Like someone comes in, they meet you, they sit down. Are you doing this the old fashioned way? Like, you know, there's a picture. I mean, even though you don't want to sound matchmakery and like old school and old, like, is it that like we took a picture of you, we know what you look like, we're making the match.
0: Yeah, so I'll tell you how it works. So... What happens first when people do inquire, um, they will send a bio and a photo of themselves. They, a lot of, most people go to the website and we, we tell them we need a short bio of yourself and a picture of yourself. Obviously, when someone's spending a lot of money, they want what they want, rightfully so. And I want to make sure the person's healthy inside, they're not insane, and healthy outside. Once that happens and my assistant you know, go sifts through all the, you know, the bios and photos, she shows every you know, everything to me. And once I'm like, okay, then set up a phone call with them. This looks really good. Set up a phone call with them. We have the phone call after we get all the financial part out of the way and they understand the price and how it works. Um, then we set up a consultation. We, we have, we charge $500 for the consultation, you know, non-refundable of course. And if we, if we both have chemistry. Like I always said, I need to have chemistry with a client. First of all, if they have crazy expectations, I'd rather not set myself up for them for disappointment. There's enough single people in this world. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like it's if they about, come in with
1: like, here's my checklist. And it's so like, I only want someone five, seven to five, seven and a half and blah, blah, right. blah. You're just and like, this is not what our club's all This out. is not plant and material. Not going to happen.
0: I, and I'm okay with that. Like I always say, I can't find love for someone I don't like, and it's not going to work. And next, you know, thank you. Next, as they say, right. So so that's number one. And then once they, once, you know, everything works out and we are getting along and, and obviously we can deliver, you know, what they're looking for. And like I said, it makes sense. We then set up, set up a separate appointment with my partner and myself. And we do a whole personality profile. It's like, David, in your last relationship, what brought you to that person? What was it that brought you to that person? What was it that broke apart the relationship? Because we don't want to want to repeat the same patterns that were unsuccessful in your previous relationships. So we really do a deep dive into your personality, find out your if you have a type, you know, if you don't, um, you know, just certain deal breakers, things that are non-negotiable for you. If you dated someone who was sober, for example, right? And you say to me, Roy, I really don't want to, I don't want to go through that again. That's a deal breaker for me. I really don't want to deal with that. Okay. I hear you. And once that happens, there's obviously a bio and a photo, which is professional. The photos are all professional. I really do stress that. I have a couple of photographers on staff. I'd rather someone do things the right way. It's a platinum service. It's non-high. A picture with my iPhone. No, no can do. Making the investment, make the investment the right way. So, and then once, once that happens, we then send the profile to, let's say, first the man. He approves that he wants to meet this woman. And then if, he's, if he says yes, we then send him her, we then send her his profile. When she says yes, we connect the two. They go on the date. They let us know. And then we check in. And it's like, hey, David, what I get right for this match, what I get wrong if I did, and how do I make it better for the next opportunity?
1: that makes sense and you started this you fell into it you love what you you right away you were like this is amazing like this is what i was born to do
0: yeah i, I honestly first of all like i i there's nothing better than when you have people who happy people nothing better you know cuz you change their life you know somebody and great story that i could tell you had a woman really really terrible divorce went through something for 6 years okay um had a really rough divorce, rough husband, introduced her to someone. She her. She had three kids. She has three kids. Her last, uh, youngest child is a special needs child. It was really, David, it was so hard in the beginning for me to set her up. She's a beautiful girl, but that's a big responsibility for a guy. Well, you know what? She hung in there. We set her up with her husband, somebody he was never married. was so excited to have, children of his own that you know that that these were her kids and he was that kind of person that can deal with that with the fact that the child had special needs he had the patience you know to deal with that so there's those great stories and those are the stories that keep you going
1: yeah now we'll come back to your business in a few seconds so now how is it that you fell in with the real housewives of new york we saw you on the real housewives of new york Tell, talk to us about that. I mean, and specifically. Will
0: see me again.
1: <laughs> this coming season or this yeah. season that's on now. Like, was it just Ramona? So, like, I guess, did we first see you with Red Scarf Guy or did we see you in prior seasons?
0: No, you saw me first with Red Scarf Guy. And Carol was the one who brought me on the show. Um, you know, we, Carol and I actually met a couple of years before that. Uh, totally random.
1: She wasn't I, a client.
0: She wasn't a client. She, uh-huh. I met her. I wanted her to be a client. So I was lunching um, that day at the Four Seasons, the iconic Four Seasons, right? Yeah. Um, and I had given the maitre d' my card because I saw Carol. She was having looked like a business you know, lunch. Um, was it a date? I would never do that. I was smart enough to know this looks like a business lunch. And I had given um, the maitre d' the, my, my business card to give to Carol. And Carol, I saw her, obviously, he gave it to her because I know him very well, the D. And I said, I just don't want to be disrespectful. Just want to hand it to her. There doesn't need to be a whole conversation. You know, little did I know, David, that she was sitting with a New York Times reporter. So they had called me over to the table. We went through this whole conversation about my business, about her. And it was just a like, very comfortable conversation, but it was she wanted to know. Yeah. Now, I'd say about a week later, I get a phone call from my stepson who tells me, um, did you know that you're in the New York Times style section? I'm like, oh, what am I wearing? What do you mean? And she was like, no, 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 it's not a picture of you. It's about you. I go, what are you talking about? And in the article, it spoke about how Miss Radswell was sitting with a New York Times reporter that was reviewing her book, The Widow's Guide to Sex and Dating. So it was like, I was like, like I couldn't have been luckier. To be able to give her a card, who she's sitting with, they ended up writing like the first two paragraphs started off with about me and how I was like, how I met her. I was talking to her and telling her about my business.
1: Wow. That was,
0: that was really the first like free PR that I got. And then a couple of years later, of course, once my business started to evolve, I also hired a publicist and I'm doing that whole, you know,
1: the press thing, thing. <laughs> right? Free, pa- free press is a beautiful thing.
0: It was a beautiful thing. And I got spoiled from that. So I was like, wait, I, I, I like this. I need to yeah. do this. And um, so then, like I said, fast forward a few years later, Carol and I were at a DuJour magazine party. So you kept in
1: touch with Carol, like, throughout? N-
0: not really. We didn't. We reconnected through... Uh, we have a mutual friends. And, you know, he ended up connecting us. And we ended up just talking, like... We were just talking at the party. It was a gorgeous night. It was actually um like september 10th it was right before september 11th meaning the anniversary (laughs) of it and um we were talking and she said you know Roy, i think it would be great for you to come on the show like these girls need to date it would be so much fun let's figure it out how do we carol said that carol said that okay and that's when we had that that time that that episode that you saw the speed dating party because we wanted to get all the girls involved Mostly at the time, Tinsley was not single and Dorinda wasn't single, but the rest of them were. Right. And that's where Red Scarf Guy came in because he was one of the guys that Ramona and Bethany and everybody were like all over.
1: So he was a guy like you brought.
0: Yeah, he's actually, uh, he's single. He's a friend of mine. He would totally, like, I knew that he'd be so good for TV. He's very good looking.
1: He's cute.
0: And he's charismatic. And he's an awesome guy all around. And you know that he dated, not dated, that's a bad word to say. He went out for lunch with Bethany before this ever happened. They met right. on the league. Right. Okay, on the dating app, the league. And, you know, that's why it was funny because, like, when everyone was like, oh, but he loves Bethany. And he liked Bethany. And he was talking to Bethany. I was like, because Bethany was familiar to him, people. Like, he walks into this thing. He doesn't know about the housewives. He doesn't know about any of this stuff. And all of a sudden, he's talking to Bethany. So it was like, if he liked her so much, he would have been dating her. And if she liked him so much, she would have been dating him.
1: And Ramona liked him.
0: Oh, Ramona really liked him, yes.
1: And then Carol liked him too? I I can't really remember. So
0: Carol, okay. So I I thought she did. She liked him. I think that she liked him as a person. It never went anywhere romantically, even though they did go on a few dates. So I had set that up because... What happened was after the event was over, Ramona actually came with me and Brian, who's Red, aka Red Scarf, and a couple of my friends to the Mark. We'd gone to the Mark after the speed dating. That's meeting.
1: that's the third in the trilogy: Regency Cafe, Carla, and then the Mark. That's <laughs> that's my trilogy. Oh, and Le Bibloque. So I I I, I, oh, I should just move. I should just I, move down the street from you.
0: I miss that place so
1: much. I miss it. I was just <laughs> talking about that the other day. I totally miss it.
0: So what happened was is that, so we ended up hanging out like with Ramona that night and, and, and Brian didn't even know she's a housewife. He didn't even know it was flying. It was like a little cuckoo. And um, so then he, he did want, he was interested genuinely in Carol. And that was why I brought him there because I wanted them to meet. But like Carol said, he was getting devoured by everyone else. So they did date. They remained friends. It became It was nothing really, I guess, that became a romantic situation. Um, and then you'll see, like I had set Ramona up last year and for like a glimpse, you saw her with the worst guy ever because he was so not for her, but that was my point. My point Which one
1: was was that? I can't even remember.
0: Okay. So she went out with this guy that was never married. He was like also like 53, like, like eight years younger than her, but I wanted to show her this is what you say you want. Okay, I'm going to give it to you, and you're going to see that it's wrong for you. And that's when she went out with that guy, Mark. Fast forward till this season, Ramona also has evolved, really wants a partner. She's a relationship kind of person.
1: Well, we see her crying into her napkin in the first episode.
0: I know, I know, I didn't like that, I felt bad.
1: So you're going to come in, you're coming in this season to kind of help her.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because I think that, like, you know, Ramona's got her groove back. And, you know, I think that she really does want to be with someone. And listen, she's been married for over 20 years. It's not like she, she knows how to have a relationship, a successful one at least. And she's quarantining now with her ex-husband. So they obviously get along, and I'm really happy about that.
1: How do you feel about that? Is Mario the right one for her? Should she take Mario back?
0: So only she can answer that question, right? Because really, that's what's in your heart you know you have a history of a child you know but from the conversations that ramona and i had which were you know they were they were deep conversations you know i think that ramona herself really at this point has evolved and learned to really love herself and i think the issues forget the trust factor and in, 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 for a minute because there was an affair there right um, i think that she was always Picking Mario up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like she was always building him up and until she couldn't anymore. And right. I think that that's where that whole affair came into play. I don't want to I'm not saying I'm analyzing their relationship, but knowing what I know, I think that she, you know what? It, it's done. The relationship had an expiration date unless she really, really wanted to listen. I don't judge her. She has to do what's in her heart.
1: Is Ramona the most difficult client you've ever had in your entire life? Or just one of the most difficult
0: no I want to tell you this the truth is is that Ramona has has only been has been nothing but a sweetheart to me you know what I'm saying her and I we have a nice friendship together you know what I think that what the difficulty is it's not her it's not her her personality it's the fact that you are on reality tv sweetheart you are going to end up on page six it's what happens. You can't, Listen, when you sign up for a reality show, you're signing up, hi, bravo, hi, page six, I'm going to be on it who knows how many times in a year. Who yeah,
1: is- I mean, especially if you're in New York.
0: I mean, like, hello, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of men, especially the men that she likes, that she wants to be with, they don't need page six. No. They don't need the fame. They don't want the fame.
1: No, they don't.
0: So that's, and that's the problem. You understand? Because a guy that would yes. really want that and like that is really not what she's going to respect and admire as a partner in the end of the day.
1: And like Bethany, like Paul, didn't want the fame. You know, I mean, he's he's not having it, but he's he's more prevalent on social media now. Like if I make a comment, he'll like something back that I say. But Bethany, had, what do you think? I think she's done well. Like she's found think, a nice guy, it seems. I
0: think Bethany hit a home run. I think okay. so. And I think, you know... Uh, with everything that she went through, you know, from her. I mean, it's funny. I had gone back to watch with this quarantine. I'd gone back to season one of New York because I haven't seen that, you know? Oh, wow. I caught caught up. And I have to say, like, she didn't have it easy at all. No. understand. Like, what was so interesting for me is that I kind of, like, was analyzing her personality. And, you know, I know some people think that she could be difficult, but there's a reason. But you could see that she is a good person. You know, like it was interesting because like she everything she went through with Dennis, which was to me, like broke my heart. I think that was like so devastating, so terrible. Yeah, there was something there and she knew it. She was smart enough to know that this was not going to be her forever because there was it was just too complicated. Like they just couldn't get on that good path. People that have to break up and make up too much, it's not a relationship to go the distance. That makes sense. It seems like everything just became effortless with him. And I think her leaving the show, I think she put her life, her personal life, front and center. Good for her. I think so. I have a lot of respect for her. Do you know what I'm saying? In that I, way, I think that's amazing.
1: I would think so. I mean, she's kind of like, I already have the fame. Like, there's no level of fame. I need more than this. I have the money. Here's the one thing I don't have. Let's focus on this.
0: Right. And I, and I honestly, you can see if she was on the show, even last season, she was more mellow. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah. she was you know, worried about her daughter as she's an amazing mother. Okay, concerned about her daughter, concerned about, like, what was going on in her life. She kind of kept it on the down low. And you know what? She was smart. She knew when to exit. Like, Sex in the City, when Sex yeah. in the City went out, they went out on the high note. Totally. The same thing. So, cheers to her.
1: And, like, to your point, you know, not even just Ramona, but Ramona, Sonia, Luann, and now Dorinda. Right, the type of guys that they want don't want to be on page six and don't want the fame and then you have the other side of it all the guys that they don't want that probably want to be on page six and want the fame you know i'm sure they all go on dates with guys that can't wait to be on page six oh, yeah, which is not course. right for them of course
0: right not right for them because it's like why do you need to ride on her coattails like it's not right. attractive it's just not
1: What about, I mean, not even just from being on reality TV, but you know, you take all of these women, like especially Sonia, Sonia the most, but then Luann and Ramona, you know, where they, and it's not a double standard. I'm saying this for men or women, you know, where they are hanging out with these younger guys or guys that hang out with younger women. Like, how do you feel about an age? Just listen, I'm horrible. I always tend to date younger, not necessarily by choice. It just works out that way. So I say, but like, what do you, what, what are your feelings about? Like, uh, not matched relationship in terms of like finances and age.
0: Okay. So you? double, double standard a little bit. Right. Right. And, obviously and I'm, and I'm not saying minutes. it's better
1: for men either. Like it's no. just, you Listen, know,
0: I married someone who's 21 years older than me. Okay. I'm like, I said, I'm in a 20 year marriage. Okay. Which obviously uh, you can, you can see that, you know, when you're in 20 years, that speaks f- for itself. Okay, lot. I, I didn't need to marry somebody or marry my ex-husband. I was 26 years young. I didn't need to marry him for his money or his kids. You know what I'm saying? I, I really was about love. And I really, this is, this was my soulmate, as we could say, you know? Right. Um, I think that a lot of times, and, and like I said, it's a double standard, 100%. But it's very different when a woman is dating a guy who is much younger. Like when you see Sonia even dating like these 20 something year olds, come on. You know, first of all, a guy who's in his fifties, that's more age appropriate is turned off. He's turned off because he's like, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this thing, but you can say whatever you
1: want. Yeah. Okay.
0: He's a fuck boy. And at the end of the day, like even me as a woman, like if I'm dating a guy and he's, and I'm 47, let's say, and the guy's dating like 20 year olds, like we don't want the same things. This is ridiculous. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So I think it kind of gives them a bad rap in that way. And if you want a classy, elegant, sophisticated man, well, you got to stop that. You know, you really do. Because a lot of times that's what I hear when it comes to setting up. The, see, Ramona really, out of all of them, I feel like she's more, the, more age appropriate. And Dorinda, I cannot see Dorinda going out with the 25-year-old either. Sonia's no. manner did it print that way.
1: I would agree with all of that. I, right. I would agree with all of that. I would say Ramona is probably like, well, Ramona's even said she would love, I mean, she's actually said this to me, like off camera. Like, right. she would like a guy in her fifth, in the 50s, which I think is totally appropriate.
0: But I also threw it back at Ramona to say to her, sweetheart, you also could date a guy who's 65. Yeah. What's wrong with that? He he looks good, he has energy, he's you know handsome, there's attraction. Which you know, people have that's the problem with expectations. You think you're all that, which you could be, but you need to also realize that the guy who's fifty-three or fifty-five, well, maybe he wants to date the thirty-five or the forty year old. Right. Hello, right? It
1: works both ways, yeah. It
0: works both ways, and that's where people sometimes have like an expectation that's not realistic because they're not looking at themselves in the mirror. You know, David, I tell everybody when people said to me, how do I date better in 2020? Well, what can I do? I'm single. I, I really want to shake things up, but I want to find a partner. I said, you know what? Be the person you want to date. If you want someone successful, you should be successful. If you want someone that's in good shape, you be in good shape. If you want someone that's educated, you be educated. It's the same thing with age. You know, that's the problem. People think because they look a certain way or they have a certain amount of fame that they can get a woman who a a, a man who's also maybe not that famous, but they'll take they'll take the arm candy, but then know what it is because the arm candy has an expiration date.
1: Yeah. What about like a financial difference?
0: So I think that really, really depends on the person. So let's take Tinsley, for example. You think, David, that Tinsley was going to be with a guy who could not give her a lifestyle? Not happening. Right. But do I think that if you gave me Dorinda or you gave me Sonia or Luan, if they love the person, I think they're deeper than that. I don't think they're as shallow. Okay? I think that that's important to them. But I feel like they've already made their money in their life. That if if the guy maybe makes the same thing or has a little bit less, I don't mean significantly less. I mean, we can both afford to fly business or first class. That's what I mean. I don't think that they would throw that away.
1: Probably not. I mean, I think Sonia is probably the most conflicted. Like, She wants to date someone age-appropriate and financially wealthy, and she wants to have fun with 20-something-year-olds.
0: Okay, but Sonia's really not ready to then be in a full-blown relationship with someone age-appropriate. Right, you see, you see that. You I see do. That she's conflicted, and you think you see that. You know, she, edible and she's a good heart. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I love. Yeah, me too, but I feel like unless when she, when Sonia really wants that relationship, I feel like she's just going to go out and get it.
1: Yeah, I think I so. I really
0: believe that. I don't think it's going to be hard for her.
1: I think so. How do you feel? So, Bethany, you feel is found a good one and it's well matched. Like she's doing the right things. It, it has oh. a great chance of working.
0: I think Bethany hit a home run, like I said before, and good for her. She didn't have it easy. She really didn't. And you, know, you saw, wow. she, she showed everything. And that's something I, did. I really, I love about her. When you sign up to me on reality TV,
1: She put it all saying- out there. What about Tinsley? Has she made a good decision here? Does it have a chance of working, you think, in your expert opinion?
0: So I kind of um, worry a little bit because there was so much of the breaking up and making up kind of thing. I don't know what her fights were about, so it's hard to, you know, really judge when you don't know their issues. it right. is just about distance, maybe. You know, then that's difficult. I, I can understand that. But I guess it remains to be seen. I mean, if Scott's getting what he wants and Tinsley's getting what she wants, then, listen, I wish them the best. And, and, and if she wants babies, and this is a person who was never married before, and doesn't have so to she was face.
1: married to topper back she was back but again. he wasn't oh he right wasn't, right right he wasn't that, yeah
0: right so then i feel like you know that should be and listen that's a good match and for her she's also prioritizing not her fame she was on the show a couple of seasons she's tinsley mortimer she has the whole socialite thing going on that she right. loves then you know what listen good for her she's choosing also like her personal life and to be a mother hopefully i, I really wish that for her. Um, Yeah. Time to move on, you know?
1: Yeah. What is like the biggest mistake you think people make in the beginning in relationships? Like I need someone, here's the first date. This is what I did. This is what happened on the fifth date. Like in that beginning, what do you think is the biggest mistakes or some of the mistakes people make when meeting someone new?
0: I think that when somebody really does love, love, I think they love everyone. They love everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they want it, They want that. They want to squish. They want to squish that. Like they say, that round peg into that square hole, or uh. square hole into the You know what I'm trying to say? Like they want to do that because they want to. They want to. They love love. They feel like they want to be able to have someone that's going to care about them. That they're going to care about. It's almost like having a purpose. And people get stuck on stuff that. Hello. What do you mean you didn't see that red flag? Like.
1: Right. They look the other way a lot. And what do you think are some of the biggest red flags in the beginning, which is like, ah, uh, run, run for the hills.
0: Okay. So I think number one, number one, my, when, when you start getting into the conversation, cause we can't help it, even though we always tell everyone, don't do it on the first date, but everyone, we've all had exes before in some form, right? So when you hear, especially if it's someone who you had a long relationship with, if it's been a marriage or not, there's children involved. When you hear that person bashing their ex, I don't care to me that because trust me, it's going to be a matter of time. If they're an angry person and they're bitter, run, run and run. Because trust me, it's a matter of time. The way, the way that they treated that person that they might have a family with, who are you? you think they're going to treat you so great? Like you need to see that. And you can also see if a person has a mean streak. I don't like that.
1: Like if they're rude to the wait staff, the oh, bell boy, right. you wrong know, that
0: that was my It's a it's
1: turn off to me. Yeah.
0: Such a turn off. I don't care first of all, for anyone to walk around and think they're better.
1: Yeah, it's a turn off
0: anyone. Anyone, if anything, you should be nicer to those people.
1: Yeah. Those people
0: are hearing are are, are here to, to, to make your dinner more comfortable. Or to or even the Uber driver, the taxi driver. Like, what's wrong with respect?
1: yeah, someone doesn't
0: have respect. That's another thing. that's a, that's a huge red flag.
1: that that's a hot button for me. What about Dorinda and John being over? You're happy with this? I think that's so
0: good- I'll tell you I'll tell you why I am happy because she's been.
1: oh my gosh. We lost her. You guys, we are gonna have to call her back. We are going to have to get our guests back on the phone, guys. Hi, you're back. Hi, I'm back. With that the was laundry. easy. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Okay, we're back.
0: So regarding John and Dorinda we were talking about. Yes. So I am happy that Dorinda did decide that, because it seems like she decided, right? Like that this relationship is not for her. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think like she had mentioned in the previous episode about like that John only had to take care of John. You know, Dorinda wanted it. She's always everyone's anchor. She's the one who always is taking care of everything. John is not someone who owns homes or has kids or has had big responsibilities besides his business in his life. And Dorinda's like, I just want to be taken care of. Like, I just want to be protected. I just want to be provided for. She was used to that in her previous marriage. In her previous relationship with Richard, so for her it's like I think she just got tired. She got exhausted, and I she's, see a, she's a she's a great woman. I, I I I've met her a couple of times. I really adore her. I thought she was spicy and sweet, and she's a good she's a good one. I really I like her, you know, and I, I want her to be happy. So trust me, she'll be single, and I don't think for long either. She's also a big relationship person.
1: She is. I could see her being in a relationship. I could see her and Ramona before Sonia and Luann, and that's no criticism. Oh, for sure. True. my crystal ball from knowing these women myself. Now, I was The Bachelor on the 2010 season of Millionaire Matchmaker. So I worked with Miss Patty Stanger. I was The Bachelor. She fixed me up. You can go Google it. It was called Brooklyn... I'm- It was called Brooklyn versus Botox, November 10th, 2010. You could figure out whether I'm Brooklyn or Botox. I'll leave that up to you. (laughs) And so what do you think about like these other matchmakers, like even like she was a real housewife of New Jersey, like Siggy Flicker, like Patty Stanger. I mean, like Siggy's not a matchmaker anymore. Like, do you know any of them? How how do you think about them?
0: So it's funny. So I know Siggy, I don't know her well. I I know her through mutual...
1: You know her because you're a nice Jewish girl.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, six degrees of separation, you know? Um, I did not like the way she behaved on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. I thought she was a drama queen. And I think that if you're a relationship expert, you should know how to have relationships with your friends. Okay, let's just start right there, honey.
1: Are you saying this just because you were on my BFF Margaret Josephs podcast recently?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, I'm really close with Margaret. I, I didn't know that. I promise you. Oh. I didn't know that. But I live, live, live for Margaret. She's like okay. a real
1: good friend of mine, yes.
0: No, no, no. She is, oh, soul to the earth. Love, love, love Margaret. We'll tell it like,
1: it is. And she loved you too. Because I, I okay. told her we were sitting down today. She's like, oh, you're going to have such a great time with her. She's great. So she says hello.
0: She is awesome. Tell her I say hello. I, live I love for her, love. like I told you. Um, but what we were talking about. Patty. Um, so it's funny because Patty actually, I was watching um, the, ish, the episode with Leah McSweeney, who's the new housewife.
1: She was on my season. It was like the whole New York season and we were animals. Like she just came <laughs> to New York and week after week, I think she was like, this is not LA anymore. You're all the craziest, most psychotic bachelors and bachelorettes I've ever met in my life. We were all messes, but go on.
0: So what happened? So, um, I just feel like with Patty, like, I don't know, David, but would you go to a nutritionist who is overweight? Would you go to, you know, um, a person who's a stylist who look like shit? Would you? I don't think you would.
1: I say this all the time when I'm working out at my gym in the morning and I'm like, I don't understand how half these trainers are not in good shape. I, right. I- literally, I do not understand that concept at So all, would real. you
0: go to a matchmaker who's not in her own relationship that's surviving and thriving? Would you? I don't think you would. Because what inspiration is that? I mean, come on. To me, I just feel like Listen, I don't know how many matches she made. Everybody should live and be well and do their thing. And I think it's great that if that's what you want to do, I don't know if she's really a matchmaker. I don't know if it was for Bravo, for entertainment purposes only. But I don't like the way, personally, I don't like the way she handled her clientele. She was not feminine. She was very rough around the edges. Like I said, I don't know if it was for entertainment purposes or this is her personality. We never had the pleasure of meeting. Um... But I don't really think that that's when you were the real deal and you were putting people together, you need to be compassionate. You need to be sensitive. You need to give it to them straight. But there is a way to get what you want from people. And I don't think that she has that je ne sais quoi.
1: I could see that. Well, I got screamed at and had to put a fat suit on and walk down <laughs> the street in the middle of Times Square to teach me that I was too superficial. But it was like 10 years ago. I was relatively young then. Now it's ten years later. Um so yes, you can go Google that. What about how do you feel about like drinking on the first date if someone gets totally drunk? How do you feel about people going home together on the first date? Just curious.
0: I'm not so, asking
1: for me, I'm asking for yeah, see, a lot of other people.
0: Asking for a friend, right? Yeah. So I think that listen, I, I listen what do you want to put out there? you're really enjoying this person you also care about your reputation because you know people know people know people right you don't want to look like a slobbering drunk i mean come on right it's new york <laughs> everybody knows everybody in some way Totally. and i think that you know your body so i know for myself i'm five three and 112 pounds at the end of the day like i know two tequilas for me, it's like, I don't really know if I want to show that side of myself just yet.
1: Right? It's so hard when you're, ha- I mean, first of all, I think my new thing needs to be when I go out, even though my drink of choice as a martini, I need to water that down because it's, you know, it's hard That's when true. you're having a good time with someone. You don't want to stop. You're like, yes, I'd like a third and a fourth drink, which is okay, okay if you have different drinks. No. No bueno. You're shaking no. your head
0: no 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 <laughs> because i think that like i said also like you it isn't is it important like the perception the person has of you and you have of them uh, how would yeah. you feel right so how would you feel if you're like oh my god this guy is like just like whatever just getting wasted and like this they're not serious because it depends oh, yeah. on what you're looking for if you're going out for a good time another friend another hookup okay do do you like if that's what you want to do do it but if you really are going. Right out with the intention of
1: really finding a partner put your best foot forward people yeah no i agree every time i've gotten drunk or gone home with someone on the first date if i like them i'm not upset it's the world is what it is i'm just mad at myself i'm just like that was stupid like if you wanted to see the person again
0: right exactly So uh, i would agree you you don't have a second chance to make a first impression no. Uh, can can you hold on? or Am I going to screw this up?
1: I can hold on if you have to go do something.
0: I just have to. I just answer my assistant.
1: That's that fine. Everybody? Okay. Sorry. It's okay. I will entertain everybody. Wait. While on one second. You ah! do that because I have questions about. I'm just looking at our time so we don't run out of time. Let me I'm just answering her on text. I have questions. Well, while you do that, I'm going to ask you. Like, I don't know if you watch New Jersey. Like, do you have any thoughts? Oh, I live for
0: New Jersey. Are you kidding
1: me? These are all my buddies. I mean, what do you feel about, like, would you love to get your hands on, like, Dolores, Teresa? Like, what do you think?
0: Oh, my God. We had spoken about this. With I spoke to Margaret about this, actually. Okay. Yes. So I, first of all, Dolores...
1: Is gorgeous and
0: then no, the she's the nicest, elegant, and by the way, that the fucking doctor that she's with, I I, I, I can't, it, 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 it gets me insane. I just I mean, uh,
1: my blood boils. I'm very I, close with Dolores in Dolores, real life, too. So, like, she truly is like an angel. A, like, I, I say this all the time I wish I was one eighth, like, as nice and kind and selfless a person. As I, I, I'm not. But I wish I was. So like she, wanna... she, needs someone really good. You need to get your hands on Dolores.
0: Oh, I know. I, I love her. Also, she. I love Jersey. By the way, I really, I, I love Jersey, and I love. I love all the girls. I feel like they are. Like Teresa, listen. She is a tough cookie, and she has been through hell. I feel terrible for <laughs> her. I think she's a great mother. I think she has a lot of good qualities too. Um. It's going to be interesting because I really was telling Margaret, like, I would love to have the opportunity to set her up. And especially, she wants a Jewish boy.
1: That's so what she said.
0: That is my, in my wheelhouse. Okay. Shh. So, you know, New York City, we can cross to the Garden State. I mean, it's just over the bridge, right?
1: Teresa, I could see being, and Dolores, they both are relationship oriented. Like, if you found them the right person.
0: Oh, yeah. No. And, uh, Definitely. You know, I, I don't know if, to, if you know, what's going on with Dolores. I know that Teresa is definitely either free or going to be free shortly. Yeah. So we, we told, we told Margaret we can make Teresa Cohen happen.
1: Those are, you know, and I think, I mean, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. I mean, David's Jewish. If Dolores is single, she too might like a nice Jewish boy.
0: Oh yeah. No, they both they, actually, I, I pay attention because yeah. that was such a, crazy season I mean it was so entertaining but I gotta tell you I am really happy Danielle's off that show I really I couldn't deal with her enough enough with that first of all I mean we need to talk about this because that's my girl Margaret and that's your girl you know you don't put your hands on anybody number one and then to do that to her (laughs) that was crazy talent and
1: she's gone like I don't think we'll ever see her on the show again
0: good sorry
1: but those are two, I, I, I think you could do a lot of good for like Dolores and Teresa. Like, I think this may be the difference between New York and New Jersey. Like, I think they really want someone. If oh, so,
0: You know, I, I, like the same thing, like Dolores, I don't see her like dating some Frankie like her son. And she would be like, this is ridiculous. That's not. She's not into that. And Teresa, no matter what they were saying, if she was with this younger guy, you know what? Let her do what she wants. She was married to that jerk. For so long.
1: Seriously. I I, I,
0: I could not deal with that. I was, I was upset for her.
1: And for everyone listening to this, yes, Dolores is technically with David. So, this is me just talking out of school before I crash the internet that Dolores is single. She's not. I'm just making this up.
0: (laughs) But Uh, if she was, David, if if she she was,
1: was. I think you can do her well. What about like, do you watch like any, and you don't have to, uh, do you watch Mm -hmm. other shows on Bravo? Like, do you watch a lot of Bravo?
0: I do. I. Do. You're
1: busy, I'm so you busy. don't. Like, you don't watch like Shaw's sunset or Vanderpump Rules. So Vanderpump, I love. love okay, so love, like, love. what can we do for my my queen, my girl Kristen? I mean, she's dating someone new now, Miss Kristen Doty. She okay. needs. It.
0: So Kristen really does, you know. I think that since she got like, you know, shafted from, you know, the witches of WeHo as they call them, right, yeah. from Katie and Stassi, like. I think girl. she really, listen, I think she needs to look inside herself and, and 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 really work on herself and wonder why her two best friends, especially when you look back to previous seasons when she had slept with Jax, and who does it to their friends? Come it's, on. That's
1: wrong. Well, <laughs> have you seen the that? <laughs> yes, the
0: I have. I know oh, they're man. all like switching. It's like, this one was with this one was with this one. It's like, swingers,
1: It's a too for that. A lot seriously <laughs> what about sheena shay sheena well, Shea is another one I, I know her now she does have somebody she's hanging out with now
0: they're not her friends because she knows she has she said everyone's her best friends enough with that already
1: she's have another a boyfriend believe she, yeah she needs a nice her her she's my number two kristen's my queen and sheena's my number two they both need someone they both need a nice guy yeah What about like during Corona, like, you know, what, you know, listen, I live alone. A lot of people live alone. How do you feel? Like, do you think dating is going to be changed after Corona? How do you think people are going to emerge from this? Is it going to be positive or negative?
0: Well, it's going to be actually interesting, you know, David, because I had to pivot my business. Like, what was I going to do? I meet everyone in person. You know, I charge all this money people are worrying about their jobs and I'm thinking about like, this is an expensive service. So what we did was I was approached about six months ago to go digital. And I was like, I don't want to do that. You know, it's really not who I am. Another app who needs that. The reason why people use me is because they have the handholding There's the consulting, there's all that. So we decided to, um, cr- you know, create a service called the pair club, which is a division. Of Platinum pois because pois means pear in French, just yes. so you know.
1: I drink Grey and... Goose pois, so I do know. <laughs> so you do know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what we decided to do is we decided to move with the times, and the pair Club was $500 for six introductions over three months. And people will meet each other. I will vet them via FaceTime, and then I will create those matches over FaceTime. They'll have FaceTime dates for now until we can get back into life and back into society again
1: so that's not bad for five hundred dollars
0: right so i'm saying we're moving with the times
1: well it's like people have nothing else to fucking do now like i would yeah i have a horrible mouth i would highly (laughs) recommend that so it's like that's your division for now i mean that's smart i would think people would want to do that i don't know to me i think a facetime date to me is almost the same thing maybe i'm just i don't know like, no, you first you of all, you still see it, what the person looked like. You, you yes, could, you, you can, can feel see what that they answer. look like.
0: And by the way, you can't jump through the phone, so it's yeah. like either we need to speak to each other to see if we even like each other, right? Okay. So I think it's kind of going back to the old-fashioned way. Like I know when I was dating a million years ago, we needed to talk on the phone first. That's what we did. We weren't texting. We weren't right. doing any of this nonsense. And you know what? People they were more proactive. People are very lazy. They have become emotionally lazy in this dating culture. It's ridiculous. So I think there's a silver lining in Corona.
1: I, and then we'll wrap up soon before my engineer starts screaming at me, but I, I would agree with you. You know what I think is great about it is a, you can't go home all the things I just said. You can't go home with someone and sleep with them. You can't. And you can't get drunk. And those might be my two things that keep happening, but you cannot do these now. You can but get I'll tell drunk. tell you. The other person may not know.
0: But I'll tell you, you can do. When you you're FaceTime dating, at. you could, first of all, you could play, you, you could have a pajama party. It could be like, okay, you know, we mm-hmm. were on our first date without clothes, or the second date or the third date, whatever it takes. And then we could play Cards Against Humanity. Never yeah. have I ever, truth or dare. I mean, you can always make it spicy. Come on, love under lockdown, people. We got to get creative.
1: I Listen, I think I am using quarantine to do like a lot of these and using wisely. I think it's, honestly, I know this sounds crazy. It's not just a plug for your business. I think it's like the best time if you're a busy person to focus on your love life because you oh. literally have nothing else to do. 100%. Does your, and I'm just asking in general, there's no right answer. Does your, are you just like male, female, or like, do you have like gay relationships too, lesbian? Just, I'm just curious.
0: So a great question and something I actually tried two years ago. Um, I, one of my best friends is gay. He's also in a 20 year relationship, gorgeous, Latina man, child, everything, like really understands the gay world where I don't, cause I'm not gay. Like I'm not, I'm not right. honest, you know? Um, so I was so excited. We had a whole big launch. We were, we started this business and unfortunately like he just wasn't the right fit as a partner. Like he wasn't giving the business, the love and the nurturing that it needed to really create that. And these gay guys are like, Hey, you're great. But like, you know what the fuck you're talking about? And I was like, it's true. Like I really am not that person. So David, if you know of a gay guy who understands love and has good emotional intelligence, send him my way.
1: Okay, this is, I might have someone for you. You No, I mean, it's just, you would think, yeah, like, you know, you would just think like, especially, and that's the other thing, are your, your, is most of your business like New York centric or it's all over the world?
0: So it's all over, but you know, really we are majority. We are like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Westchester, Long Island, Island Hamptons—like that's the bulk of it. We we have people that travel between their, you know, between LA and Miami, but my bulk is Tri-State area.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah.
1: And before we go, is there anything else? And you'll have to come back on because I could talk to you for hours. Oh God, is there the anything? Seriously, I'll like text you. Is there anything <laughs> else that you want to like us to leave with? Like anything you feel like we didn't cover?
0: I think that, I feel like we covered it all and it went by in like two minutes. I had so much fun. This was like one of my favorite, favorite podcasts of all time.
1: The next time you come back on, we'll go through a lot more. I could talk about, like I could do an hour just on Dolores. So you'll have to come back <laughs> on. So now where can everyone find you online?
0: So everyone could find me online at platinum, dot com. Or they can also follow me on my Instagram at Rory, R-O-R-I, Sassoon, S-A-S-S-O-O-N.
1: That's amazing. I really appreciate you coming on. Everyone needs to follow you. If anyone is looking for love, we have a quarantine special now, only $500, which (laughs) that to me is like a no-brainer, but that's just me. But I will text you and we'll follow up on everything else. I really appreciate you coming on.
0: Thank you, David. This was so much fun.
1: Stay safe. Love you much.
0: Love you much. Thank you. Oh, wait, you you know what? Before you go,
1: I need to just take a screenshot of you. Just look at me. Yeah, sorry. That's good. (laughs) If it doesn't come out, we'll do something else after. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear